Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. back everybody just taking a minute there to hear the tunes and settle back in we're going to spend an hour on the telephones finding out what's on your minds whether you are chicago bears fans green bay packers fans aaron Rodgers fans uh, nfl fans whatever it may be again the phone number is 312-644-6767 that will get you on the score listener line powered by betql bet smarter and beat the books download the betql app today or visit betql Dot com, uh, or that will also get you into the tech zone brought you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time shop online at rosenhyundai.com. And I am broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. So taking care of all the good folks who pay our bills around here. Let's get to the phone lines. And first up, I think we're going to Lakeview and welcoming Dean into the show. Dean, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. What can I do for you? Okay. Um, I'm calling about the um, MVP award. Mm-hmm. And I have a problem with these awards that are subjectively determined. Um, just every, everybody's got their own biases. Everybody that has a vote. They've got their own biases, their own opinions, and there's just not really a, you know, definitive result. And I guess I just want to kind of defend you for expressing your opinion, okay, because all the other voters... They're quiet. They've got their biases. Maybe they love someone, you know, that they're going to vote for no matter what. And maybe there's people that they don't love that they're never going to vote for, but they're silent. Well, Dean, 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 I'm going to interrupt you there. And and I do thank you for your call and I understand where you're going here, but, 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 um, you know, part of the problem here, and, and for those uh, who, who don't know all the facts or all the details, uh, I, my, I posted my column just before I came on the show. You, you can get it at uh, uh, shawlocal.com. Uh, I, I'm guessing the Daily Herald probably has it up at their website now, too. I, I work for both companies. Um, go to northwestherald.com or Joliet Paper, any of our places. But go to shawlocal.com. That's the easiest. It's in front of the paywall. Everybody can see it. Uh, where I, I really tried to explain very clearly we're supposed to be silent, Dean. Um, you know, it's not because people don't want to, um, uh, you know, take responsibility or, or offer opinions. It's because by speaking out uh, the way I did yesterday, it, it puts unfair uh, pressure or, or, or just impact on other voters, you know, who may have different opinions. And, and all that we're asked to do is not discuss it until after the awards are announced. And then, I'm, I can assure you, you find a call-in show with any one of the 50 voters, they'll tell you what they think. They'll tell you why they did things. And, and the other thing that, that I want to be clear, you know, that is not going on here is that this has nothing to do with bias. Uh, there is no bias. I mean, you know, I, I know 
almost all 50 guys. And, and these are the most reputable people in the business. And, and, and we are all trying to do our best to interpret the meaning, in, in the case of the MVP award, to interpret the meaning of valuable and to give it to the guy who was the most valuable to his team. And, and, and I think even to the game, although to be honest with you, I hadn't thought much about that until I said it just now, um, when it comes to the all pro awards, you know, that becomes, uh, you know, more subjective. There are numbers to use. Now you have to be careful because statistics do lie. And there, there's a lot of guys at every position who pile up big numbers. So you still have to dig a little deeper and do your homework and, and know who made the most game changing plays, the biggest plays and, and, and had the most value to his team. But, but, but this is not about bias. And, and it's one of the things I take the greatest exception to. Um, I don't believe there's a single voter on, on that board who, who is reacting with bias. And, and, and again, I know most of these guys. So um, thank you for your call. I, I appreciate your comments, but I guess I can put your mind to rest. Uh, you know, bias really has nothing to do with this. Uh, next up, we're going to go to Bartlett and welcome Mark into the show. Mark, how you doing? Hey, Hub. how are you? I'm good. How are you? A couple breaks ago, when they replayed the Rogers response, he commented that no one knew who you were. Well, I've been listening to you since you were on with Wayne in the 85 season. I actually listened to you and Wayne on the radio for most of that season with the TV on mute. Of course, unless Madden and Summerall were on. Sorry about that, Hub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I know Packer fans know who you are, and Wayne has spoken to you many about you many times so the cheeseheads know who you are. And I've listened to your takes over the years. I don't always agree with them, but I still appreciate it and respect your opinions. But yesterday when you were on with uh, Parkins and Speaks, I agreed with your takes on Rogers. And you even made it a point to say it was about him lying about being vaccinated, not of his opinion of it, which I also agreed with it. But once you disclosed that you were not voting for him, I cringed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh, boy. I knew I knew that was it. You were smarter than me, just, huh? <laughs> just for gambling line purposes, I knew this would now become a story, and others would respond. And I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Or social media. Lost, Mark, what, you just lost me. You said gambling line purposes? What, what are we talking about? Uh, I, I know you're not a big social media, and you're probably uh-huh. not a legalized sports gambler, but right. The fact that you committed to at least one, if not more than one, not being a unanimous vote. I knew that was going to be an issue uh, down okay. the, down yeah, the line. Sorry. Yeah. I just wasn't sure what you were saying. Go ahead. I, I get you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I can't, know, I, 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 I would hate it if, if I would hate it if, if my one vote moved the gambling line, then I'd feel really awful, but I do understand right. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So if, before legalized sports gambling and social media, I don't think what, was said would have been anything more than normal stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but, I, and I was like, I, oh, yeah, that's why I cringed, but I still love and respect your takes. So also, Mark, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I do appreciate the phone call. And, and, and again, guys, uh, I, I appreciate everybody's support. Uh, I, I don't want the support to overwhelm the fact that I made a big mistake yesterday, that, that I was wrong, that I handled it poorly. Um, uh, I've, I've tried to be clear. Um, uh, I will discuss my vote and my reasoning for it after it, it, the awards have been announced, which is what I should have done. And, and, and I do feel strongly that, that, that the meaning of the word valuable is, is, is pretty obvious and, and that, that there are additional considerations to stats. Um, uh, but uh, all that matters now is, is to to fix my mistake, you know. And, and I, I had actually not heard the the uh, the soundbite with Aaron uh, until Brandon played it. And by the way, I, I apologize because I, I I mean nobody. Well, I'm sure everybody uh, does their best to take care of our producers because they are the best in the business. But I always try and go out of my way to make sure you guys understand these shows don't happen without our producers. They they just do an incredible job. And Brandon Fryer tonight you know, just above and beyond. And um, and 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 poor guy, he, I, I put him in a bad spot too in in, in having to man the phones and deal with everybody. Um, and, and Brandon, once again, just an incredible, incredible job tonight. Thank you so much. And, um, he had told me that we had a bite. I didn't know what Roger said. And, and, and so listening to it, um, I found it interesting. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but, but what, what cannot get lost in any of this is that I, I should not have, have talked about my vote prior to the awards being announced 
And in what I did say, um, I did not, and I'm a communicator, it's what I get paid for. And I did not properly communicate uh, what I was thinking. And in fact, you know, said some things in a way that, that were, were downright childish and embarrassing to me that I said them, you know, and, and Aaron Rodgers does deserve an apology for that. And, and, I, and I am doing, have done, and will continue to try and do my best to express that apology because that uh, he is due. So 312-644-6767. Mark, thank you for the phone call. Uh, Kareem is in Plainfield. Kareem, how you doing? Hey, Hub, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. All right. Well, as usual, I got a mouthful, but I promise to be quick. So uh, please <laughs> okay. bear with me. No, no pun no intended. No uh, thank you. I've been listening to you uh, forever. And for the record, I'm still ticked off. You're not still in the booth with Joniak and Thayer. Uh, I've been wanting to ask you to tell that story, how that went down uh, for a while now. I know you're not bitter about it at all, but when when you feel like it, uh, I'd like to hear the story uh, whenever you whenever you feel like telling it. Well, Kareem, um, I, let me just tell you right now, because I, I don't want to keep you waiting for nothing. There's no story. Um, a, a radio executive, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, made a decision that, that I and at the time my partners didn't agree with. Um, the Bears people who had the right to approve, approve is the word, or, or, or not approve it, uh, went along with it. And that was it. You know, it was a business decision. And, and there is no story behind the story. Uh, the, the radio executive, I believe is out of the business now, w was out of town, you know, not too long thereafter. Uh, I actually ended up with a equal, if not better job, uh, you know, six months later, uh, I, I, when I say better in terms of reach and, and, you know, I've always covered the whole NFL, not just the bears. And, um, uh, actually, honestly, it's, I probably shouldn't go here, but even financially, I mean, it all worked out. And, and so, uh, I am sad to this day because I loved being in the bears booth. I'm born and raised in Chicago and, and I wish it hadn't happened. Um, but the, there's no story. There's nobody to blame. It's, it's really that simple. So again, I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I figured we'd one of that business right now. Uh, well, thanks for sharing. I presume you're talking about your switch to Westwood one, which, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I was uh, when they reached out to me about five, six months later, and, and that actually was kind of a funny story because it was Howie Deneroff, the executive producer uh, at Westwood One, uh, who asked me uh, it was for the Bears Seahawks playoff game uh, that year. Uh, and and, and uh, he asked me if, if I wanted to work the sidelines, and, and I misunderstood. I thought he was asking me if I wanted to be one of those guys in the press box that they call in to do phone updates during the course of, you know, uh, network radio shows just going around the league, and I really had no interest in doing that. And, and I, But I recognized Howie's name, and I, I wasn't sure what was going on. And we talked for about four or five minutes, and I kept kind of find a way out of it. And he kept seeming puzzled as to why I would. And he finally said, I don't think you understand what I'm asking you to do. Uh, I'd like you to be our sideline reporter at the game on the field for the national radio broadcast to 740 affiliates around the country and the world. And, and we'd like you to be part of it. And I was like, oh, my God, I almost screwed this up. <laughs> so uh, I took it and uh, fortunately have been employed by them ever since and have gotten to do a lot of great games and a lot of great broadcasts. So uh, um, anyway, again, Kareem, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm yeah, no, amen to that. And thank you for, for sharing. Now, uh, regarding the controversy of Rogers, it'll take more than Rogers or an angry pack of cheeseheads or any of these national muckrakers to cancel you, my man. And that and that's in recognition of your own acknowledgement that you shouldn't have spoken about your vote uh, and my own confirmation that you're anything but a Packer hater, but their reactive and uninformed opinions and responses, even from some of your distinguished guests tonight, made me want to puke. So I know you're a big boy. You've been through the trials before. Tonight, I don't know if you remember this, it made me think back to when you hosted the Dick Jaron uh, show. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was on that show. It wasn't his show, haha. And uh, admittedly, we were all sick to death of Dick and our horrible football team, John Shoup, anyone. But you refuse to be less than professional, take things into the gutter. You're the host of the show. What are you supposed to do, like curse the guy to his face? give me a break, but you were getting skewered. And, uh, there was some comment about, uh, oh, these hate, I, I don't know if it was you or Dick and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was about, you know, all these, uh, you know, armchair coaches uh, who have all the answers. 
And I'll never forget Mike Norris going, imploring all of Score Nation on his show to call and mock the two of you by calling in and introducing themselves as Coach Mike, Coach Joe, etc. And admittedly, I gleefully listened to it back then. And but now I look back and I appreciate how you how you still made it through uh, without losing you know, your composure. Kareem, thank you for the call. And guys, I guess if there's a lesson in life, the punchline in that one is that that actually happened on this station uh, when I was working at another station, and uh, I became public enemy number one for however long it was. Um, and not, uh, actually, I think it may have been, it was, it was before I got the call from Westwood one, uh, when I got dropped, uh, from, from the bears broadcast booth, uh, I got a call from one of my dear friends in the business, Mitch Rosen, who has been running the station for quite some time and said, you got to come to work for us. And I was like, what are you nuts? And, uh, he was persistent and I did. And, uh, 17 years later, here we are. Uh, and, uh, now you're all being too kind to me. So, um, uh, you know, even when you do the wrong thing, if you try and do the right thing to make it right, hopefully it all works out. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. And by the way, speaking of my buddy Mitch, I got a text here, and this is exciting. I know what I'm going to be doing now at 830 tomorrow morning. Uh, Arthur Karnasovas of the Chicago Bulls is going to be a guest with Molly and Haw. Mike Mulligan and David Haw, the best morning sports talk in Chicago from 5 to 9 at 830 tomorrow. They will be joined uh, by the Chicago Bulls do have a president of basketball operations. Arthur Konnerchovis is going to be right here at 670 The Score. So mark that one on your calendar. We're going to take a very brief commercial break here and then get right back to your phone calls and your text. 312-644-6767. We are back in a moment. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And Hub Arkish is a friend and a colleague and a football writer. You know, it's, it's just it's weird. It's different. Like the ecosystem or the power dynamic there is, is just different. So uh, it, mm-hmm. it's got to be a weird experience uh, for Hub. I heard him with Dan and Layla. You know, he said he doesn't spend a lot of time on Twitter. Good. I'm glad. And I thought that it was newsworthy because of the MVP vote, but ultimately not that big of a deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was it was a it was interesting. I had never heard someone's rationale for the MVP that way. I enjoyed the sports debate, but the anger at which it's being met at uh, is and has been a little surprising. Welcome back to the show, everybody. If you are a regular score listener, you know that that was Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel, uh, who I was with. Uh, gosh, it seems like two years ago. It was about 26, 27 hours ago. Uh, and uh, things obviously got a little out of hand and uh, apparently still are. I, I, I'm the, the, uh, I don't think there's much room left on my phone for any more texts uh, from people uh, reaching out, uh, some to skewer me and, and some to uh, uh, support. And uh, a whole bunch of people in the radio and TV business uh, uh, who apparently didn't know I was in it until today, but now suddenly want me on their shows. Yeah, I wonder why that would be. So we're not going to be doing a whole lot of that. But um, this is my home, 670 The Score. It has been for quite some time. I hope it will be for some time. I appreciate all you guys being here. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. And Ted is in Lincoln Park. Ted, how you doing? Hey, hey, Hub. Uh, I got a question for you. Were you surprised yeah. yesterday? Um, by the the line of questioning on the uh, afternoon show. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised. Okay, yeah, I, I just 
you know, Danny was asking the questions. He's got to know that you're not supposed to talk about the boat. Yeah, he's asking you directly about the boat. You know, so I guess, did you feel well, baited into that? No, 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 I didn't feel baited. I'm, there, there's nobody responsible but, but for this but me. Well, let's be clear about that. Um, however, I, 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 was, I was a little bit surprised because Danny knew the answer. Um, uh, this, this was not the first time uh, that, that that had come up. Uh, not asked about my vote, but in a conversation um, uh, on Pro Football Weekly TV, it was either last week or the week before, um, I said, you know, that, that I thought there were a number of worthy candidates and, the, and that Rogers um, probably wouldn't be my choice, uh, the, that I really thought Jonathan Taylor, the Indianapolis Colts, you know, Cooper Cup, uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I mean, th- there are a bunch of worthy candidates out there. And, um, uh, you know, so I, I was a little bit surprised because I, I think he knew the answer to the question. Um, but, but anything that happened is completely on me. It, it is on nobody else. And so uh, if that's kind of where we're headed, that's not the place to go. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess Ted uh, signed off. But, Ted, thank you for the phone call. I do appreciate it. Let's get out to us. We go. Brad is on the line with us. Brad, how you doing? I'm good, Hub. Um, good. Just a little disappointed. I've listened to you all my life for the last 15, 20 years at least. I mm-hmm. uh, enjoy listening to your opinions. Um, I'm just not on board with the fact that you're, you still don't think that there's any type of bias from what you said about Aaron Rodgers and the MVP. I don't understand how somebody who's led their team to a 13-3 and record has let anybody down in Green Bay. When if he wasn't there right now, they wouldn't even be have a 500 record. So I, I don't understand how you can still say that you don't have a bias in this. Well, Brad, I, I guess I'm trying to interpret your understanding of bias. Um, uh, what I'm trying to do is weigh value of all the worthy candidates. And um, uh, I guess I don't understand. Are, are you a Packers fan? Just out of case? It doesn't matter. I'm just curious. Oh, Brad's gone too. Okay, that makes this trickier. Brandon, thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. So, again, guys, I, I can't uh, – any any conversation I have about this is only going to take it back in the wrong direction. I'm just not willing to go there. Um, uh, but I think the one thing I've said, which I guess I'll repeat is that to me, valuable, I mean, I think we all know what the word means, you know, and, um, uh, in the case, well, no, I can't go there because uh, I don't really want to discuss it. I was wrong in what I said. Um, uh, I was particularly wrong in the way I said it. Uh, I absolutely uh, owe everybody uh, involved in the voting an apology. I owe Aaron Rodgers an apology. I, I've done that. We'll continue to try and do that. Um, and, and, and once the awards have been announced, um, uh, I'm sure I'll be back on the air and, and, and we can discuss it uh, all you want. Uh, but for now, Brad, I'm, I'm sorry. I wish I could give you more. Uh, I, I will say emphatically that I know that bias has nothing to do with it. Uh, that there is objective reasoning behind it. And when I'm allowed, well, not allowed to, nobody's, you know, taping my mouth shut. Uh, when it is appropriate for me to have the conversation, if you're still interested, I can promise you we will. Uh, you'll know when the awards have been announced. Uh, I'll be hosting again sometime shortly thereafter. Call me back again then. And if you want, we, we will talk about it. Let's get up to Wisconsin and get Dale on the line. Dale, how you doing? Hey, Hope, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good. Hey, uh, so I just wanted to start off by saying, obviously, uh, I am a Packers fan. Uh, Uh Heard your comments last night and was less than thrilled with it. But I also like to uh, think that I can be reasonable and separate the fact that it wouldn't really matter who it was, a different team or whatever. I I thought, and you obviously have apologized since that the comments were out of line. But uh, I also want to commend you for apologizing because way too many people nowadays just, you know, when they're in the wrong, they don't admit they're in the wrong, and they just kind of keep digging. Um, well, and, let and, me don't don't hang up because I keep losing people. But I do want to interrupt for one second because there is one point that is very important to me for for, for people who, who listen to the station regularly. One of the most played promos these days, you know, where we promote some of our people or things that are coming on or whatever. And I've heard this I don't know how many times in the last week, is me stating emphatically 
that the best organization in football is the Green Bay Packers. And um, uh, another, I think I've heard the promo, but if not, I, I know we had the conversation. I am actually, uh, or at least have been, uh, a, a weekly contributor on the on the Packers pregame show on the Packers radio network. And, and I think it was just uh, uh, last week or the week before where, because I was doing analysis, not because I had any reason to, 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 you know, to want to butter anybody up or gain anything from it. Uh, I, I made the point that um, the, the, the two most impressive uh, presidents of football operations, the National Football League, are Bob Harlan and, and Mark Murphy. So, um, you know, the idea that, that this is anti-Packer in any way, that is just that that's ridiculous. And um, I, I take more than enough heat for Bears people because I, I happen to have tremendous respect for the Packers organization. So um, that I think I can say without crossing any lines. So I apologize for interrupting you. Go ahead, though. Not at all. And I, uh, I, I just want you to know that I, I never felt that there's a Packer anti-Packer bias that played into it. Uh, and that's why I said, you know, I would like to think that any player that those comments would be made out of I about I would think uh, whether I root for them or not would have been off-putting. But and mm-hmm. honestly, I, I I like Rogers, but I admit to friends all the time, if I wasn't if he wasn't my guy, I would probably find him extremely arrogant and off-putting. And to be honest, he does come across as arrogant sometimes, uh, in my opinion. But I guess my my question for you is, and I think it's something you can probably at least uh, touch on, but maybe not. And if it can't, I totally understand. So you said that you do think personal, uh, how a person is off the field should weigh in or factor into that. And I guess I don't necessarily disagree. My only question would be if you don't have firsthand knowledge, um, you know, talking to the player, talking to people close to the player within the organization and have them saying that they feel the person has been a distraction to the point of being detrimental to the team um, and also trying to balance how their value on the field possibly outweighs some of that or, or offset some of it. I just think it's a very difficult thing to use as something that would factor into that. Can you comment on that? Um, yeah, I guess I can Dale. And, and, and I know, I think what I said at this point, it's a little difficult because so much has gone on. Uh, I know what I meant and I'm pretty sure this part, excuse me, that I did get right is that when a player's conduct off the field impacts his team directly and the organization that that would have as an impact on his value to the organization. And I think that's quite fair. And, and I think for somebody who didn't do what I do for a living and didn't have the access, it might be difficult to assess. But that's not difficult for me to assess at all. I, I, I talk to an awful lot of people who are directly involved, you know. And, and so, um, uh, you know, when there is something going on, I'm aware of it. And, and, and when it's just something that I hear or I suspect but don't know to be true, I, I don't report it or deal with it, you know. And, and that's the way that all of the AP voters are. That's what we're taught. Uh, you know, you, you don't get to do this job without taking ethics and journalism classes and other things. And so um, uh, I, I do think that, you know, there are some things off the field that can impact a player's value to his team. And we're not speaking now about Aaron Rodgers. We're speaking in generalities. Um, uh, and to me, that's part of the definition of the word, you know, and, and uh um, I don't know, you know, the, the, I don't know how the other 49 voters feel about it. You know, I mean, as I've said, they're all acquaintances. Most are acquaintances. Some are good friends. I've talked to some about it. And, and I know that there are some who would agree and some who would disagree. But again, that's not all 50 voters. Um, uh, but that's why we have 50 voters. I mean, keep in mind, you know, one person doesn't get to make these decisions. You know, it, it is the majority opinion of the most qualified group of experts that can be found. And, and, and that's why I feel very comfortable in the validity and the quality of the awards. Uh, um, but I, I, Brad, I, or, uh, I'm sorry, Dale, I, I understand your question and, and, you know, I hope that answers it for you. Let's get to one more before we have to take another break. Zach is in Logan Square. Zach, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, uh, Hub. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Hey, Hub. So I, I think I called at the wrong time. Um, I, I 
turned on the radio as I was leaving work, and the first thing I heard was uh, you talking about Mitch and him being a gay manager, and that he could be a gay manager, and um, that along those lines. And then as I was listening, I realized, whoa, <laughs> I forgot all, all about the the Aaron Rodgers things. No, Zach, so, you, you did not you did not call at the wrong time. We're here to talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> you know, I'm sure Bears talk will be a, a relief for some folks. So whatever it is, it's on your mind. Go ahead. Well, first off, I I, I completely respect you. Um, I I value all of all of the all over the years. You're you're somebody that I've never actually disagreed with. And the Aaron Rodgers thing, 100%. Honestly, I agree with you. We're gonna move on from that. Um, and I'm not going to disagree with you on the next thing. I just am a little bit confused. Um, because I just maybe only heard a little bit of it, and maybe I got confused. So when um, I'm not a Mr. Trubisky fan, um, the thing is, is I have seen him. I understand his potential. I understand that, you know, he came on to with Matt Nagy and it's not a good scheme. Um, I just don't understand with the, the game manager. Because when I think of a game manager, I think of somebody that's um, more efficient, an accurate passer. Um, I remember when, when he got drafted, Pace was just always talking about how accurate he was, how accurate he was. And, and I never saw that, that on the field. Like, mm-hmm. the things that, that, I, that I, like, think about is, you know, I'm going to, like, like, argue against Mitch, and then I'm going to say, okay, you know, I know his, his uh, pros, right? His pros is he's a mobile quarterback, he's athletic, he's got a big arm, he's streaky. Like, if he plays against defenses that are more uh, bad teams, which has been what Matt Nagy has been successful against, he's been good. Man coverage, um, he's, he's had Tariq Cohen at his prime, he's had David Montgomery in his prime, Allen Robinson in his prime, the defense in his prime. And 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 I haven't seen the game game manager uh, part. Um, so if you can elaborate on that, um, you know, uh, maybe I'm I'm gonna like I want to help you. Maybe I don't know if that sounds weird <laughs> me saying that, Check, but yeah. um, you know, I can see him being a good backup quarterback. I don't see him being a game manager. Could you give me somebody maybe yeah. as an example and then elaborate on that? And then, yeah. like I said, I, I, I love you, man. That's all. I, you, I could keep on talking with you all night, but I want to I, I'm end it there. Thank you much. Uh, you, well, yeah, you, you did kind of come in, in in the middle of the answer, I guess, in, in that uh, I, I mentioned Zach. Uh, Zach, I should say I mentioned Mitch. Um, uh, as we were actually talking uh, about other other players, but as a guy who may still have a future, and and what I'm suggesting I think could still happen with Mitch, is having seen his arm talent, which is good but not great. I mean he does not have anywhere near the arm talent that, that Justin Fields does, and seeing his athleticism, which is good but not great. You're not going to mention him in the same breath with Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, which some people do with Justin Fields, although that's probably not accurate either because he is not the the pure runner that those guys are. He does have that kind of speed, and he does have excellent athleticism and can learn to be a real weapon in that way. Um, But I think with Mitch, what you got when you drafted him, and this is one of my favorite stats. I've probably used it too much on the air. When he was drafted in the first round, no quarterback in NFL history had been drafted in the first round with less college experience than Mr. Trubisky. It was a developmental prospect based on what we had seen and really more the athlete uh, than the quarterback because, again, the arm talent is good but not great. Um, I don't know what Ryan Pace saw. I don't know what it was about his evaluation that caused him to badly overpay for Mitch. I know at the time we were live on the air screaming for Deshaun Watson. Anybody who claims they knew about Patrick Mahomes, almost anybody is lying. Uh, There were three teams at the time from my outreach that I knew had Mahomes number one on their board. Um, About half of the rest had Mitch and the other half had Watson. I clearly thought it was Watson. I didn't understand how Mitch had had gone up that high. But now having watched him for a few years, if you want to know what I mean about game manager, just look at the last six games last year, which is what they did with him. Now, I know it was against some of the lesser competition after a tougher schedule earlier, but once they gave him that job back and adjusted the offense for him and what they were asking him to do was manage the game, they went 3-3, three and three, they got to the playoffs, and they were the second-highest scoring offense in the league over those six games. And so now you send them away, 
give him a chance to sit back for a year and, and, and catch up, catch his breath. He's still a young man. Um, uh, and the cop that, that you're asking for to me is Ryan Tannehill, who went through the same thing at Miami. I mean, he was a converted wide receiver in college who had had more starts than Mitch at quarterback, but not that many more. And it just never worked in Miami. They eventually let him move on. He got to Tennessee. They gave him a chance to reinvent himself. And now you look at him this year. He is the starting quarterback on what's probably going to be the number one seed in the AFC. If they beat Houston Sunday, they are the number one seed in the AFC. And yet as recently as as five, six weeks ago, playing a Houston team that they have to beat this Sunday to get that number one seed, he got picked four times, you know, and so he's still a guy who, if he asked to do too much, and he was asked to do too much because Derrick Henry is on IR, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones were both out at the time. He was trying to do everything he couldn't. But if you put those weapons around him, a Derrick Henry, a Julio Jones, an A.J. Brown, if you keep him healthy and if you only ask him to make a play here and there when the defense may not be expecting it because they're defending all these other guys, you can run a pretty efficient offense. That That's a game manager. And I think that that, that Mitch has more than enough talent and skill to do that. Um, uh, I, I have a lot of respect for the kid's competitiveness. He's certainly bright enough, and I'm really anxious to see where he lands next because I do think he's going to get a chance to compete somewhere, and we'll see what happens. So um, not predicting he's ever going to be a franchise quarterback anywhere, and, and you know, I don't know. Maybe we've seen the best of Mitch Trubisky, uh, but I think there's a chance that has to be that kind of guy to be the next Ryan Tannehill I'm curious to see if he's able to handle it. So we'll keep an eye out for that. 312-644-6767. We've got about 20 minutes left. I do want to remind everybody, tomorrow morning, bright and early, 8.30. You don't want to miss it. Arthur kind of showed it's the best story in the NBA right now, guys. The Chicago Bulls, first place in the East and, and, and looking like they're real. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, I was doing a show. We were talking about, okay, you know, yeah, they're good. They're improved, but they're not really a team you expect to go deep in the playoffs. Now you're starting to wonder, could they be the number one seed? Because they keep getting better. They've got a ton of talent. Arthur Kinderschovitz is the guy who has led this charge. He's going to be here on the score live at 8.30 with Mully and Haw. My buddies, Mike Mulligan, David Haw, make sure you are here for it. And make sure you don't go anywhere right now. We're back with more of your calls in just a moment. Allie, thank you very much. And Robert, thank you for joining us today. Um, I think you've probably heard a bit from the Bears folks, but... Every year, each of the 32 NFL teams, uh, media chapters select a player or players, actually coaches and, and uh, media folks are, are not media, but uh, PR folks are uh, nominees as well. But we select a player or players as the good guy of the year, the, the player who um, does his most to cooperate with us and, and not only to, to visit with us whenever possible, but to, to be as helpful as you can in your comments. And uh, this year was kind of special in a lot of ways. We had nine players and two coaches receive votes. We had four finalists amongst the four finalists. Everybody received multiple votes and the vote ended up in a tie. Uh, between you and Tayshawn Gibson. And the award this year is even that much more special to us because uh, tragically we lost one of our best, probably our best last week, Jeff Dickerson, uh, who had been a member of our group for 20 years and, and was absolutely the definition uh, of good guy. And so we have renamed the award, the Chicago Media Jeff Dickerson Good Guy Award. And it's my privilege to present it uh, to you and Tayshawn this year. Yeah, we've had a few things going on the last couple of days, and uh, uh, that that was a special moment for a lot of us in the media room. Uh, Robert and Tayshawn uh, both were extremely gracious in their acceptance. Uh, uh, another chance for us to remember uh, somebody truly special to all of us, Jeff Dickerson. And, um, you know, you go through seasons like this, and it's part of the job. Uh, you have really rough times going on for some folks like Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace and, um, uh, you know, some of the veteran players who are wondering if they'll be back. Uh, and and, and to, to be able to do something like that where you're just recognizing people uh, for helping each other, uh, it, it really, uh, I think, makes everybody feel a little bit better. And so that was uh, the presentation. I, I am the, the president of the Chicago chapter of the uh, Pro Football Writers Association, and uh, that's why it was was, uh, my job fell on me to handle the presentations, and that was our presenting the award to Robert Quinn. We had presented it to Tayshawn Gibson uh, just a few minutes earlier. Normally, we would love to be able to.
able to do it in person and have them together. It's the first time we've ever had a tie, uh, but obviously the COVID restrictions uh, mitigated against that. So let me try and get to our last couple callers here. Uh, again, I appreciate everybody. Jim is in Atlanta and checking in. Jim, how you doing tonight? Happy New Year, Hub. Thank you. Uh, two quick questions. I know we're up against it. Uh, the first question is, do you think that Roquan Smith will be brought in as an alternate to the Pro Bowl? And then secondly, with my dogs bringing in the new year in absolute fine fashion, sorry about that, where, <laughs> where's a great place to catch the Bears game on Sunday in Indianapolis as we get ready for uh, the big game Monday night? Oh, boy, Jim, uh, you know, you got me there. I, I actually spend a fair amount of time in Indy at the Combine every year. There's a number of great sports bars, um, uh, and I'm quite sure um, if you go down, I, I forget uh, what it's called, but there is an indoor mall uh, about three or four blocks up from, from Lucas Oil and that whole hotel group there, and there's uh, there's several sports bars in there. Um, but I'm quite sure that you get in any sports bar, and even if it's not on, if you ask them to pick a TV for you, they, they will set you up. Uh, my congratulations to you on your Georgia Bulldogs. I am a Michigan alum, as you know, and there is no question uh, as to who the better team was on Friday night. Uh, we'll be very interested to see what happens now between Georgia and Alabama. I will be pulling for Georgia for obvious reasons, so um, uh, good luck to you on that. As far as Roquan, um, you know, the alternates are actually voted on. It's whoever came up next in the voting. And I have to be honest, with all that's going on, I never did check back to see who the alternates are. So um, I will check on that and make sure we mention it on the station for you in the next day or two. Uh, but I apologize off the top of my head. I'm not sure uh, if Roquan was selected as one of the alternates. Now, what, it, what happens is just by the order of the votes, uh, they pick the, the two or three guys who will play. And then the next guy in order of how many votes he got becomes the first alternate, second alternate etc. So it will be very interesting uh, to see where Roquan landed on that list, but I don't have that information for you right now. I do apologize. Let's get down to Virginia and welcome Daryl in. Daryl, how you doing? Hi, Hub, and uh, thanks for taking the call. You know, sure. you, you are apologizing, Hub, but mm -hmm. I must say I need to apologize to you tonight because I've always thought that you were uh, Aaron uh, Rodgers sympathizer. I thought you, <laughs> you know, and, and a Packer fan basically undercover and so i've been a long time score listener and i just want to say to you go bears and i wouldn't expect a chicago bear writer to vote for the Packers for anything and so thank you well daryl uh thank you for the call i i can't really accept your thanks though because it's not what I am or want to be. I, I'm a journalist. Uh, uh, I'm based in Chicago. I, I, I've spent almost my entire career running Pro Football Weekly NFL publication covering all 32 teams equally. It's always been a delicate balance I've tried to work because I also was the Bears color commentator in their broadcast booth for 20 years. Uh, I, I love the Chicago Bears. I'm a born and raised Chicago kid. I love the McCaskey family. I, I say that proudly. Uh, you know, I'm not shy about that at all. Um, but uh, the Green Bay Packers are one of 32 teams. They happen to be, in my opinion, probably the best-run organization in football, um, uh, and, and Aaron Rodgers is, is one of the greatest players of all time, so there is no you know, choice in, in it. There was no attacking. There was no defending. Um, this was a situation that came up where I made a serious mistake, and, and uh, uh, I'm a big believer that, that if you're a man, you, you, know, you acknowledge your mistakes, you own them, and you try and do something about them, and that's what I've done and what I will continue to try and do. So, but I do thank you for the phone call, and thank you for listening to us down in Virginia. Our last caller tonight, the timing is going to work out pretty well. Bill is in Niles with a subject that's somewhat close to my heart as well. Bill, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, Hub, and uh, I hope you're doing good. I've been listening to you for a long time, and uh, Thank you. I, 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 you know, I, I know the comments you made about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the timing might be off on those things, but there's there, there's been way worse comments on sports radio every day, and I, I don't want to get into Aaron Rodgers because what he said about immunized and he's a Berkeley graduate, and you know, the science approach is just. Uh, Ten times worse. You know, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But um, I got your back, and I hope you continue on radio for as long as you want because you've got a lot more to say than almost every other talking head that's out there. So um, keep up the good work, and um, hopefully this too shall pass. 
Um, well, fairly, fairly soon, but you know, there's always some some guy on radio that wants to keep things going. So, um, well, yeah, I, please, I, I, I would say to everybody listening, and you in particular, I appreciate it. I'm fine. I promise you. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I, I'm not proud uh, of what's happened, but but you know, I, I understand it. I made a mistake. I own it. We're moving forward. Nobody died. Nobody got sick. And, and so I am fine. But thank you. I, I do appreciate it. Uh, I think you wanted to talk about my buddy Jim, though, didn't you? <laughs> you know, I, I think those, that was kind of breaking news. And I was thinking about this a couple of days. And I'm, what about Jim Harbaugh? There's, there's a report and, and that, you know, he might be interested in the Raiders and he might be interested um, maybe a little less in the Bears. But, um, you know, I wish the Bears would have hired him before San Francisco did. But it's it seemed like players just tuned him out in San Francisco or something, and I don't know if he was beat up mentally. I don't know if you know about his his mental state when he's term ended in San Francisco. But it, I I think he would make a great coach for the Bears. I don't know if Ryan Pace would be threatened by him, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Well, Bill, thank you for the call. I think it's probably a good place to to wrap the show, which is where we're at, and and. Um, you know, guys, one of the problems with sports journalism and sports media today is separating what is actual reporting and journalism and, and what is people putting together, you know, two and two and trying to get four. Um, I believe the initial report came from Bruce Feldman, and I'm not accusing Bruce of anything. I'm not suggesting he doesn't have really good sources on this. Um, but but when I went back and, 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 and read what he actually was saying, it almost was to me being delivered as much as well. This could make sense as as that he actually had reliable sources, you know. And and um, uh, Jim and I um, have been friends for gosh, uh, what is it, thirty? Uh, yeah, thirty four years now. I, I was in the booth. Uh, actually, my first full year in the Bears broadcast booth uh, when following the season, he was made the. Uh, the Bears' first-round draft pick in '87, and and um, ended up buying a townhouse not far from where I lived in Deerfield, um, and then found out that we were both Michigan alums, and things just led one thing to another, and uh, we became friendly. We worked together. Uh, eventually, uh, met his dad, and we became friendly. Um, uh, got involved in some of the charity work that he did up in Ann Arbor, even after he left Chicago, went through Indianapolis and, and Oakland and a number of other places. At any rate, um, uh, we have not been in regular close contact over the last few years since he went back to Ann Arbor. Uh, we did have some contacts some texting back and forth the last few weeks leading up to, you know, all the excitement around the team. Um, uh, and, and I, I feel like I know Jim well, but I don't know exactly what's on his mind right now. And so I will tell you um, that I believe he is the most competitive human being I've ever met in my life. And, and, and I think that it probably grates at him that he did not get a Super Bowl ring, particularly that he lost the, the, his best chance at one in the Super Bowl to his brother, um, although they're extremely close. Don't don't misunderstand that at all. It's, it's one of the most tight-knit families you could ever be around. Um, and, and I think that he's young enough uh, in his mid-50s, and he's a great football coach, has proven that at every level, that the desire to, to come back and, 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 you know, get a chance to win a ring would be strong for him. Um, now that said, um, he made a really serious commitment to Michigan and to Ann Arbor this past season before it all unfolded and then had this tremendous success, but came up short. And if you listen to his comments immediately following the game, it was all about, this is just a beginning. The best is yet to come. He just donated back to the athletic department $3 million in bonuses that would have covered most of the pay cut that he took. Does it sound to anybody like a guy who's getting ready to leave? So I, I don't know. You know, I mean, uh, you know, Bruce is a respected reporter, Bruce Feldman, who, who broke this story. He, he may be right that, that, that Jim is testing the waters. I know Andrew Brandt uh, had, had a comment earlier today or yesterday that, that he had heard that, that Jim's agent was out there working. 
Um, and, and I don't know. My communication with Jim recently was more about Michigan football. It was not about this. So um, I will tell you this. He's already proven to be an excellent NFL head coach. He's got an outstanding record. He built that 49er team and took them to three straight uh, NFC title games and won Super Bowl. He's been successful everywhere he's gone. I mean, his record at Michigan would be the envy of almost any school in the country except for the five or six schools that live in the rare era of college football that Michigan does. And, and so there's no question about what a great coach he is um and you know there is a connection to chicago it is probably a stronger connection than oakland although it was al davis i believe who gave him his first nfl coaching you know position coaching job so um we'll see uh i I think the bears fans you know should certainly be excited by the prospect if it's real but there isn't any actual tangible evidence or reporting i can put my hands on or finger on right now bill to tell you that it is so thank you for the call guys it is time for me to say good night um most of all, before anybody else this time, normally I want to take care of my guests first, and I do. But Brandon Fryer, my producer, Brandon, I can't thank you enough, man. This has not been, there's been a tough putt. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I, I did a lot to make this a little more difficult than usual. And, and the, the, the aplomb with which you have handled it and, and, and what a great job you've done, uh, you'll never know how much I appreciate this. To my guests this evening, which started with Adam Hogue from NBC Sports Chicago, and then Greg Gabriel, regular contributor here at The Score, a longtime NFL scout, member of the Chicago Bears organization for over a decade and of course Potsy Mark Potash the Chicago Bears beat report at the Chicago Sun-Times everybody stopped by to share their knowledge with me I thank them so much I really expected tonight to be kind of a 50-50 deal where I would take a beating from some of you and then have others calling in, uh, you know, choose sides. And it didn't work out that way. Um, uh, and, and I feel almost a little funny about that. But for all of you who called tonight, um, for, for your grace and, and, and your understanding and your patience and your support, thank you so very much. Most of all, I, I want to finish with what's most on my mind uh, these days, which is that yesterday, about 27 hours ago here on this station, I made a big mistake. I violated a trust. Uh, I put some of my acquaintances and friends on the AP um, uh, awards panel um, in a a bad spot, and and I couldn't feel worse about it. I was wrong, and I want to do everything I can to apologize in every way I can. Uh, I made some comments about Aaron Rodgers that did not reflect accurately what I was trying to say, but that is completely on me, and what I did say could not have been less appropriate, and I owe a real apology to Aaron Rodgers for that. Um, and, and, and I hope everybody's hearing me and I hope everybody understands how sincere I am in, in those thoughts. And um, I hope that uh, at some point, uh, uh, whoever is upset or hurt or touched by them will at least appreciate the fact that, that I realized my mistake and I will work harder to be better and to do better going forward. So with that, thank you all so much for being here. I'll be back tomorrow night, by the way. So if you wanted your pound of flesh and you didn't get it, you can get it tomorrow night. I'm going to be here from 7 to 9 right after All Access. Make sure you're here at the score at 8.30 tomorrow morning because Arthur Karnaschovitz, the president of basketball operations of the Chicago Bulls, is going to be on live with our guys Molly and Haw. For now, have a great night, everybody. I'll look forward to getting to visit with you again tomorrow night. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 